Merry Christmas to you all. That I'm glad one person is excited about Merry Christmas. My name is Evan Skelton. Um, I am one of the pastors here at Bayless. Whatever has you here in person or logging in online, we are so glad that you would join us tonight. This really is this is this is like a Super Bowl, and this is not quite the Super Bowl that Easter is, but still, this is this is like number two. I don't know what that would be. I'm not exactly a football person. I probably just went way down in your street cred points that, after that point. But nonetheless, I am one of the pastors here, and I am just so excited to talk about Christmas today. To again, uh, I think that Christmas is bound up really with church. And uh, so some of you might be here, um, it's been quite some time since you've been in a church, um, and uh, maybe the first time you've been in church, or a long time in this church, or you've been coming to church every Sunday. This is a regular thing for you. Whatever has you here, again, or even if somebody dragged you here, to be honest, we, uh, I find it fascinating that around this time of year, there is such a, a, a unique interest in coming to church. Um, it's Interesting that of all things during Christmas, it seems like maybe the tradition that's time to dust off. Maybe it's because you're trying to get on your spouse's or your parents' or Santa's good list. Maybe it's good side, especially at this time of year, and so you finally agreed to come or log on. But still, I think there's an even more important reason why church and Christmas are bound up together. And in a short time tonight, I want to be able to cover it. I want to be able to talk about why no matter what changes lie ahead, even if we have a year as unpredictable as this one, and I think many of us are hoping we don't, the good news that we are rehearsing tonight, even if we've not paid attention to it thus far in our service, is the very reason that Christmas is something that Christians should be singing out the loudest about. It's a good news that's changed my life and pretty much every life that has come to take it seriously. A good news that may surprise you even more, or perhaps just as much, as the shepherds were surprised watching their flocks by night. We've been reading from Luke chapter 2 this evening, and if you'll bear with me, I'd like to look back at at least one of those verses together. I want you to picture it with me. The passage focuses about shepherds, of all people. Not kings, not priests. Shepherds. Dirty, mangy, socially distant shepherds perhaps drifting off to sleep with their sheep like any other night. But this night is something unlike really any other night, as the sky split, as if the very fabric of reality was torn in two, had come undone, the seam was, uh, was unended, and the very glory of God comes spilling out. These same shepherds are now scared out of their blooming minds before what our passage calls a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God. Now, I've used this illustration before, but have you ever tried to mess with your radio dial and something's off in the settings and you turn it way up wondering when it's going to click on and it's just one button you missed and then you press that button and it blasts you and gives you nearly a heart attack, you swerve on the road? This is probably what it was like to be these shepherds watching their, fields, their, their flocks by night. A blasting chorus coming to silent hills that were only, only had the sound of bleeding sheep as thousands upon thousands of angels who were bursting with good news saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. It's remarkable. You see, down in Bethlehem, something is taking place that no one saw coming. Something that needs to be announced. Something that heaven itself is bursting to say. Yeah, yeah, I know, the birth of Jesus, right? We've seen the Charlie Brown Christmas special. 
What does this have to do with us? What does it have to do with you? Particularly if you don't consider yourself something, some, uh, you don't consider yourself religious at all. Well, it turns out quite a bit. But for us to see it, I want us to look specifically at the words of the angels. Specifically, the words of just one angel whose voice rang out through that silent night, just verses before the one I just quoted. Verse 10. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I am bringing you great news, good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Did you notice that? This announcement. The news break of Christmas is good news. That's what he calls about it. Just, just, just think about that. I know we've had a rough year, but this was also announced during a rough year. A time in which God's people were victims to a corrupt and ruthless government. A time which, in which their own people were divide, divided and misled. A time full of fear in which they had not heard from God for as long as anyone could remember. Our lives might be full of pain and confusion. I don't know about your life. But there are, are, they are no more full of pain and confusion as the shepherds were here. And yet here is also breaking news. Breaking news that isn't bad news for once. It's good. One of my favorite things this year was an unexpectedly viral YouTube channel called Some Good News. Anyone know what I'm talking about? with uh, John Krasinski from The Office. It highlighted, uh, instead of the rising cases of COVID or the racial tensions dividing our nation or the growing political unrest, some good news aimed to do just that, to give us at least some good news. Highlighting stories of selflessness, praising the bravery of medical personnel, throwing a high school prom for those who had missed theirs. But then, almost as soon as this started, it stopped. I don't think they got more than six episodes in before it just stopped. Now, I'm not sure why, but I think there's some sort of metaphor here. We want so badly some good news, don't we, in our life? But it's only a matter of time before the bad news turns up the volume. You and I want some good news, but the kind of news that bad news can't swallow up or silence. This is exactly what heaven announces here. The news you want to hear and never thought that you would. Better news than the cancer has not returned. Better than news that she does really like you after all. Better than news of a vaccine. Better than news that they got you what you wanted. This good news, the good news, it is the same word that we get gospel from. It is the best news. And once it has been announced, bad news will never swallow it up again. But that's not all the angel says, right? It's good news of what? Great joy. Well, that's some news. Let me ask you, though, could you define joy? I fear we might use words like happy or ecstatic or content. I say fear because even though joy is like happiness... It's actually something more than happiness. Think about it. Use another cheesy illustration. Anybody like Hallmark movies here? I mean, be honest. Do you like those Hallmark movies? Okay. Do you watch them because each one is extraordinarily unique? Because the plot takes so many twists and turns? 
No, I think when it comes to these movies, you already know what to expect from them. Big city girl, dissatisfied with her job and her love life and the sheer materialism of it all, returns to her backwoods small town home at Christmas time, only to meet and unexpectedly fall in love with a man she once rejected and just in time to re-examine her life and save her family's business in the process. Did I get it? We watch most of these movies not because they are unpredictable, but because they are predictable and because they predictably end in happily ever after. But nobody really gets happily ever after, do they? Well, according to the angel, they do. The angel promises joy, a joy based in a coming world, free of sorrow, pain, and betrayal. A joy that is so certain that is, it is as if those who had come to know it already have one foot in the future because they are so confident in this coming joy because they are so certain of the promises of God and what lengths he has gone to accomplish them, they can experience joy of all things in the midst of their circumstances, even in the midst of their fears and tears. They can have joy even before it comes in full. Matt Stemhurst puts it this way. According to the Bible, joy is not an accessory to the Christian life, a perk for shiny saints who can turn their frowns upside down. Rather, joy is tenacious. It fights. It grips the promises of God and won't let go. And joy is not merely a good mood. It is a ballast in our boats, an anchor in our storms, an immovable rock to stand on when the waves of life threaten to flatten us. I love that. When the angel announces joy, he announces the coming of something so good, so beautiful, so satisfying and, do, and enduring, the kind of happiness, if you will that, will, that no loss or change in circumstance could ever possibly take away. Surely, uh, some of us, though, uh, are wondering, okay, joy for who, then? After all, what if we don't consider ourselves particularly religious, if people only knew the baggage we came with, the shame we are carrying right now, the fight I just had in the parking lot, the doubts I cannot seem to shake. My life is not all that put together, some of us might think. Surely the good news of great joy is not for someone like me. But that's not what the angel says, is it? Behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Let's not forget who he's talking to here, though, for a second. He's talking to shepherds. Now, they probably weren't the social outcasts that some people have sometimes made them out to be. But still, they're, they're, they're not exactly on top of the socially up-and-coming, are they? The angels aren't singing for priests or kings or politicians. They show up with the blue-collar, trying-to-get-by sheep herders. And even though they may not have been necessarily outcasts, they're, they're just so normal. When the angel says, all the people, he means all kinds of people, referring first to the people of Israel, among whom Jesus would be born. This will be good news to all those people, 
But it wouldn't be long before this news broke all social, ethnic, and political boundaries as this gospel came to both Jew and Gentile, men and women, rich and poor, king and sheep herder, even to the ends of the earth. Good news of great joy that will be for all the people. This joy isn't just a state of mind, though, an idea, and it wouldn't come through a vote or reform or revolution. No, this joy comes through something as ordinary as childbirth, bound up with a baby wrapped in strips of cloth, a baby born in poverty, obscurity, and inconvenience, laid in a food bowl. And yet, what all this ugly, awkward, ordinariness hid was heaven come to earth, God with us. You see, the whole message of the Bible is that joy is not found in ourselves. How could it be? We are far too fickle, if you're like me. Our lives are too unpredictable. Our sense of ourselves is far less than reliable, which is why I think we settle so often for happy rather than for joy. No, joy, real joy, must come from outside of ourselves. Joy, in fact, is bound up with God. And joy has come in Jesus. The one who is David, David's son. The born king. The awaited, long-anticipated, enduring, and all-ruling king. The one who is savior. The real hero. A sin-breaker, sinner-taker, forgiveness-maker, bound up in one. The one who is Christ. Anointed by no human hand or plan or electoral college. Anointed by God himself, who is God himself. The one who is Lord. The one who both demands and deserves all loyalty, all affection, even all worship. Whose reign is over all life, gives life upon life to whoever life would find its life in him. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. He is joy. He is God with us. The question is, what will you and I do with him? Friend, Christian or not, I don't know why God has brought you here. But could it be that you might not just hear some good news, but that you might find this to be the good news forever? Jesus is the good news of great joy for all the people. And he offers you himself, not simply by his birth, but by being born to die. The one who first filled his lungs in that wooden stall would soon breathe his last upon a wooden cross. The author and giver of life would embrace his own death. Why? So that he might take that life back up again and joy along with it, offering life and Offering joy, offering good news that will never be silenced or replaced or prove untrue to all who would place their faith in him. Could it be that God has brought you here not just so that you would hear some good news, but the good news that you might leave here saying with all who hear it, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Lord, you are our God and Father, the Almighty God, the creator of all things, the one who owns us, who one who 
has infinite authority over us, and yet you didn't stay, you weren't removed for us in any, in, in any degree. You came to us. You took on flesh for us. You were born in ugly, ordinary circumstances. And you did so not only to take up our condition, but to ultimately bear our shame, to bear our sin, to be born to die, that we might only know life eternal. Pray for those who are here who have been in church some time, that they would live a life that was captivated by this good news, that it wouldn't expire and break apart like the toy on December 26th, but they would live as public Christians, eager that anyone would give glory to the same God who has extended peace and joy and love to them. And for those who are here who are not sure where they're at with you, we pray that, they, that this good news of great joy they would at least wish was true. They would give time to consider, to consider not just what this is claiming, what this is upholding, but who this is upholding, which is Jesus Christ. Lord, that they might consider that he might have hope for them. We pray that this church might even become a place where they can do so week after week after week, even as we are seeking to make sense of this gospel ourselves. Lord, we pray all these things for the sake of Jesus Christ, who is the Christ, who is our Savior, who is our Lord, who is God with us.